You'll have to click on that, Andy. Um, oh, Benny Jesseret Sisterhood, congrats on your pregnancy, Jessica. We're looking forward to the birth of the daughter you were instructed to bear, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> the, Dune, the Dune meme lords are my favorite. <laughs> Just my favorite people. I hate that I get Dune memes. <laughs> You're the worst. It's such a small community. They take such pleasure in making tune memes. It's like nine <laughs> people online. <laughs> it's just on there making goofy ass tune memes. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best thing in the world. <laughs> I love how much you love it. Look, some some people commit so much time to being terrible in the world, and these guys are just. It's just six people making stupid tunes over and over. Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, welcome to Saturday morning. morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And we've got a very special guest here with us up on the mountain where what? we are, uh, where we're all uh, in the Bavarian Alps and we're wearing <laughs> lederhosen <laughs> and we're blowing big horns. Um, How did he even get that big old horn up all the way up that hill? <laughs> we up that very, very big hill. Horns. Uh, but and our special guest up in the mountains is Allison Lurz. Is our special guest Allison Lurz? Oh, 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 hello, Allison. Oh, we say Lurz. Hello! Hello! <laughs> Hello, Allison! Hop Swiss! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she by far has the most gusto to be up on this mountain and blasting these horns um, and enjoying the Bavarian weather. It's really great to see her because I, I really thought I could climb a mountain, but I completely overestimated my physical fortitude. Oh, and... of course you did. That's why I brought all of these uh, load-bearing sheep with me to uh, Austin, bear you to the tippy top. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to glaze right over you. Clearly, not knowing what kind of weather they have in Bavaria, <laughs> you know, in the typical Bavarian weather that they have. <laughs> Uh, sorry, in the right, weather, you, in the weather been, appropriate for the time and place. Have you been to Bavaria? Because I think I have, and I don't know if you have. And uh, right. it's it's it varies seasonally. Yeah, it varies. It does. As someone whose last name is Swiss German, I take offense at you not knowing the weather of a place that I also have never been. Oh, my yeah. last name comes from a frigid a frigid tundra, so I don't really. You know. <laughs> If, if your you? name is supposed to confer some sort of, you know, weather knowledge, mine is not built for, <laughs> for, for that kind of insight. Rory, are you Viking? I'm of their, I'm of their ilk, yeah. I'm from wow. them, yeah. from, I'm from the top of the world, man. From well, the... I still don't forgive you for what your people did to the gargoyles uh, all, those, <laughs> all those years and years ago. Um, yeah. Which I'm pretty upset uh, about. Let's, let's, let's. 
talk a little bit about what we're doing today. So we're, of course, a cartoon podcast, and we love talking about our cartoons. <laughs> of course and, we are. Uh, sometimes we're up on mountains blowing blowing yeah, out well, horns. Let's not let's not confuse anybody. This is a this is a cartoon podcast where every week we do it from a different location. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm not actually on a mountain. Well, I'm sh- actually recording a podcast about cartoons with my oh. friends. Oh man. Oh, I thought she was gonna name drop the fact that she's in my my mom's basement with me. Oh, oh, oh. man, that would be really awkward if oh. everyone found out that I'm in my the, parents' the, basement. The, <laughs> the original Andy. anime dungeon. Yes, we're in the OG anime dungeon. Yeah, if you look underneath each of the tables in here, you'll find cut out pictures of uh, all the all the different animes that Andy watched please, as a child. Please don't describe my waifu cutouts. <laughs> yeah. <I> just... <laughs> It's it's just every main character from Tenchi Muyo. They're all they're all here. Allison, I don't you, know if you're gonna get to leave the anime dungeon. And gangs, <laughs> gangs all here. Might here. Be, you might be sentenced for a stay a little bit. I think you a couple years she becomes dungeon. a little cutout. <laughs> oh, she herself no. is an anime no. cutout. <laughs> like frozen in carbonite. <laughs> yeah, except it's frozen in a uh, printed out printer paper from two thousand two. Yeah. With oh, he, didn't tape. Spring, he didn't spring for the glossy ta- for the glossy paper. No, because if you read actual manga magazines, they're made on all this like really oh, shitty geez, recycled now, paper. Oh god! And <laughs> now we're starting. We can't stop oh. the progression. So I th- I assume all of you subscribed to Disney Plus last week. I assume all Disney... of you know about manga paper. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast, the exciting world of manga. Paper. Manga paper. How thin is too thin? Not thin enough. Says this episode of Shonen Jump. <laughs> oh no! Well, we were just uh, thinking about how we could make our podcast more niche. Let's uh, <laughs> let, let's Shonen Jump right over to Andy's topic. He was trying to introduce. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm desperately trying to to have this this podcast sort of avoid my personal problems. And uh, this is this is this is the thing about Disney. I was trying to do because Disney is not a, sort of an unofficial sponsor. Uh, we have an understanding that we shill for them and they pay us no money. And last week we wanted you all to subscribe to Disney Plus because it's the new exciting official way you can watch the show Gargoyles, uh, which we're watching. But we are also watching uh, the only logical companion show you could possibly pick for Gargoyles, which is Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. God bless. Uh, and They pair together like a really, really nice Syrah. And like a whole package of Takis. It's it's kind of, <laughs> they don't really complement each other. The Syrah is caddies and dinos in this uh, analogy, <laughs> Yes. Right? Uh, 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 I would say a near perfect show, a perfect show. <laughs> and a perfect wine. Um, yeah. So we, this is so we started out last week with with uh, the other half of your wonderful show book club. Uh, we started uh-huh. with, uh, with Amalia last week. And she really liked both of these shows. So... I hope you do too. I want. I would appreciate a hot take. Mm. Uh, all right. So before before I came on to this, uh, I I knew that you all were watching episodes two of both Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and Gargoyles, mm-hmm. and uh, I made the strategic choice to watch episode one of Gargoyles. I did not watch episode one of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Oh. On a scale of one to ten, how lost did you feel as a result? I felt fairly unmoored. By the by, the fact that there were Cadillacs driving next 
to the dinosaurs, but it was brought back to Earth because that's the title of the show. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was pretty grounding. Um, so in a weird uh, twist of fate, my fiance owns apparently every single comic of the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs series. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to have Dr. Todd on the show. You, you should. <laughs> you should. Because, yeah, I, I, as soon as like he asked what I was watching and I showed him the episode of the TV show, he's like, oh, I never watched a TV show, but I do have this. And he pulls out this like beautiful anthology of Cadillacs <laughs> and Dinosaurs. And he starts like, oh, yeah, you know, the uh, the original artist, when he drew them back in 1988, 1989, uh, he studied anatomy in the in the 1960s. You can really see it in the art style. And he just kind of goes on for a little bit. But, yeah, so I, I learned more about Cadillacs and dinosaurs through telling my fiancé that I was watching Cadillacs and dinosaurs than I actually picked up from the episode. Well, that's God. fair, because episode, yeah. episode two is a tough one to dump into. I'm curious, did you feel like you would want to watch episode one, or was just this one enough? No, I don't want to know anything about how any of this happened. No, I, I cherish the chaos. Uh, living well, in beautiful ignorance. It's great. It's a ride. It's just a real roller coaster, not knowing how any of this happened. Well, then I think we should coast right on in. Savage Land, one man stands alone, Jack Tenrang, defending humanity in a world gone mad, a world where only the strong survive, a world of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Well, I, I've I've parked my keister on a big old rock up here on this mountain, and the dogs the dogs sure are barking. So while I take a load off, I'm gonna. Why don't I do everybody the solid uh, favor of introducing you to this week's Cadillacs and dinosaurs? It's called Dino Drive, and it goes <laughs> a little bit of like a this. An earthquake causes a herd of Max to stampede through a village. Wilhelmina intends to exterminate them, which Jack points out will disrupt the ecological life cycle. Jack is promoted to take care of the threat. Jack plans to rally the Max away with three Cadillacs and eight... <laughs> <laughs> three whole Cadillacs! <laughs> With the, with the power of three combined Cadillacs and aid from Hermes, his dinosaur. Uh, Jack manages to herd the Max and thwart Hammer's ambush attempt. The Mac leader destroys Mustafa's Cadillac. Uh, <laughs> Wilhelmina makes a deal with Hammer to ruin Jack and kill the Max. Hammer detonates dynamite and smoke bombs in a nearby pass, but Jack counters him and drives his men away. The Max make it to their new home. The end. <laughs> man yeah so i didn't watch episode one mm -hmm. and i i mean i i can follow most of what's going on because it's your typical like hey like we're we're a bunch of cowboys wrestling wrestling up some some rogue steers and they they make a lot of jokes about about cowboys and and all that jazz why were cadillacs the only car that it's survived unknown. into the it's most just part of the fun surely because they're joke. surely there were more sturdy cars <laughs> than the all-american cadillac with off-road support no <laughs> <laughs> like why were why were classic 1950s Cadillacs? <laughs> Are they the Nokia phone of cars? They like, must be. 
Well, I know that the show slash comic had uh, a sort of longstanding deal with General Motors to be able to call their show Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. They must have, yeah. Um, which is just really funny that there was someone who worked at GM who was like <laughs> dealing with this show. You know what's actually going to sell <laughs> I mean, this concept is brand recognition. <laughs> right. Cadillacs. I mean, there's just so many opportunities here to branch us off into other, you know, cars and uh, combinations of critters. Like, where is where is the Hyundai and Megafauna? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I gotta update you guys real fast. Uh, we have a Quahoon count in this episode of one, one. Unfortunately, only there's one Quahoon. Just the one Quahoon. Our QPE Quahoon per episode is only a one. <laughs> Yeah, and it's an average of three because we have a running total of six Quahoons so far in this in this show. Uh, our Machinadio Vitae slash Machinery of Life count was three for the day. Uh, and I don't know our running total because I haven't gone back and counted how many goddamn times I said in episode one yet. But I'll do that before next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah good call. Um, but Quahoon is like... Is like damn in this world. Oh God, I hate made up swears. <laughs> it's, like, it's like frack. Nothing but makes two me syllables. more mad than made up swears. I fucking hate that. Don't you just love the the the, the swear words that have two syllables? God, they just fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and then the machinadio vitae. Uh, I, I mean, maybe in context you understood, but it's just sort of like you know, our main our main our main sexy boy is just really all about nature. And yeah. He doesn't want to disrupt it. Yeah, he's uh he's very much in harmony with the world around him, which I appreciate. You know, yeah, yeah. he's just so muscular. Yeah, I like a hunk. So I like muscly. a hunk boat so that can really tend to the world and <laughs> a really hunk boat uh, that yeah, yeah. that plants trees. He's like he's like a Johnny Appleseed yeah. that fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like a woke hunk. Yeah, he's ecologically <laughs> conscious and he likes to bow. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so this episode, there's, there, I mean. There's not much plot to explain necessarily, but there's a... There's a lot of nonsense in this one. I was a little bummed from last week. Yeah, I was too. Last week was so high concept and head up its ass. It was so much fun. But this week is just a lot about this, uh, the return of the Max. And these Max <laughs> are, are, are are stampeding across and, and, and fucking up um, human settlements. And these are like Triceratops. Uh, Max are Triceratops. Yeah. yeah. Does Mac, is Mac short for anything? No. So this is like, uh, this is part of their world building. God. Like in the post-apocalypse, they've had to come up with new yeah. words for things because yeah. they didn't have old knowledge. Right. So they call these Macs. I guess there's another <laughs> another one called a Shivet. I don't know. They have new names for all the fucking dinosaurs. Right. Cutters are, are another one that are mentioned as yeah. well. It's um, obtuse, but like Austin said, I like that they sort of did the think, the, you know, they did the the thought experiment that's like, why would they know all the names for all the old dinosaurs, and why would they use them? Which is good. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, they they began they began to ask those questions, and yeah. then like stopped at the logical next question, which is why are Cadillacs the car that survived <laughs> yeah. into the post apocalypse? No one asked that, no, and that's okay. No, I'm, ob- you know? I'm okay with an initial like a starting from a silly place and then treating it serious. Yeah. From there. Oh, same. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good thing. So so okay. So we get we get a. a, a Verbal confrontation with Governor Wilhelmina Scharnhorst at the top of this episode, which is just such a good name still. What's your yeah. take on this lady, uh, Allison? Man, I want to like her. Yeah, but, she's clearly uh, a villain. You know, she's... So you don't have yeah, to like she's, her. She's, been, she's, clearly, she's clearly a bad guy. But also, you know, she probably had to work really hard as a woman in post-apocalypse politics, you know? Oh, uh, well, I yeah. wouldn't give her, t- I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring the sisterhood in on this one because she's like a weird conservative talk radio host. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right all right cool so, yep all right now fuzzy so, feelings canceled she's success yeah yeah uh, we don't know we don't know who how many people she had to fuck over to get all that dynamite she's slinging around all, yeah, every yeah, episode there's a lot of dynamite. yeah uh but the other governor we meet so th- we've, we've met the governors last week but there's two other governors and one of them is a younger and more traditionally attractive female governor mm-hmm. and as such of course she's clearly thirsting after jack oh yeah yeah, uh, it is. It is palpable. At one point, what does she say? She says, uh, "Oh, personally, I've always wanted to see what Jack has up his sleeve." Yeah, she was intense. Have you seen those <laughs> biceps? What That's what's on <laughs> his sleeve. Those yeah. big, chunky biceps. Um, yeah, he's, no, he's he's saving saving the whales and like slamming down some protein. You know? <laughs> yeah, I saving the whales and slaying babes. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I really like the. Council of Governors, this makeup here. Um, yeah. I like the uh, that it's not just an all evil organization that is making all decisions. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's that's refreshing. It is it a is thirsty refreshing. babe and a and a nerd. <laughs> yeah, you've got you got some nerds, you got some cool people. People from everywhere. Right, people from everywhere. And then Sharnhorst is basically the only the only one who sucks. Uh, she's kind of the only one who's this like menacing, angry person. It seems like she has more general sway over the council, but they also have votes. Mm -hmm. And this show has a much less, uh, apologetic tone towards these sort of like capitalist overlords. Yeah. Then uh, as we'll talk about gargoyles does its usual Disney thing (laughs) about apologizing for the rich and fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) um well and also it's uh it's it's interesting because she is she's clearly the most powerful one but like you said it it kind of maybe implies that the other two governors have a lot of support yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. like there there are still people who believe in in the other governors Mm -hmm. and like sort of a a, you know a, a way of doing things but like many politicians we might be familiar with today She's just sort of trusting in the fact that no one's going to call her on her shit and just flagrantly breaks the law. Right. Um, and so. Yeah. Uh, so that's so sh- she's like the main problem. Her and, and Hammer, who we see again this week, mm-hmm. the sort of uh, I don't know, the comical villain. Uh, yeah, he's the sort of he's the type guy. Joe mercenary leader who is also <laughs> yeah. kind of like yeah. causing nonsense in the wild. <laughs> um, but what's what's cool is how they lay out uh the issue that's happening right now so these uh, max were stampeding and they destroy a village and so the mac problem has to get taken care of and jack comes in and his whole thing is that like look if you take away the max if we then- blow them up which is kind of what wilhelmina's proposing if sharnhorst wipes out the max come next spring what do you think the cutters will eat a cattle, that's what. Ridiculous. We'll post guards. Do you think guards can stop octopus weeds from choking our fields? Without any max to devour those weeds, our crops will die. Yeah, they graze on the octopus weeds. <laughs> the octopus weeds. <laughs> yeah. And then... Which is a huge problem, right. as we all know. Yeah, and Sharnhorst mm-hmm. is like, well, we'll just poison the octopus weeds. And then Jack is like, yeah, oh, and then poison our food and, like, you know, poison our children and, like... Damn, he's he's really thought of this. Like, yeah, it's a pretty convincing. Most, yeah. it's a pretty yeah. convincing rationale for why we got to do is. it his way. The I was really ready to kind of hate Jack, mm-hmm. but his uh, very very 1980s argument uh, <laughs> towards ecological consciousness, uh, but maybe kind of I was impressed with him. Yeah, know? kind of buying into the Machinario Vitae. There's a surprising amount uh, of logic in kind of everything that happens in this show. 
you know, obviously big picture, not a lot of logic, but these micro decisions <laughs> that happen. Yeah, everybody nice. has very convincing arguments, which is people behave in a, people behave in a way that is do. yeah, that is believable for their circumstances in the show we're watching. Right. Yeah. And and actually this this episode, uh maybe not the first episode, but now that we're seeing, you know, two episodes deep, how this sort of show wants to iterate. This is pretty Captain Planet. Yeah. yeah. Very Captain Planet. Yeah. You know? Because we have this, like, evil politician who wants to, like, you know, oil spill for fun. Yeah. And, and the, good, the good guys want to, like, stop that, clean that shit up. But it's it's still a little bit more complex, right? Because, like, it's like if Captain yes, Planet yeah, sure. drove a cattle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're right, Rory. I hadn't thought about it from that it's angle. Clear. You're not wrong. Constantly it's... undermining its message just at the fundamental level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah think about your carbon emissions guys <laughs> jesus christ uh okay so there's so, so we got some friends uh that get together to help because jack gets uh you know approval to try and do the plan his way which he wants to use his cars and loud car car horns to attempt to herd this uh this rampage elsewhere um and we meet a new character and by meet i mean they just show up and we don't learn their name until way late in the episode uh, was he in the last episode no, and I missed the, it? the old cowboy man with the punching gloves? No. <laughs> yes. No, this is the first time we've yes, seen him. Yes, because his name is Kirgo. Okay. Uh, and Naturally. Who knows where he comes from, but we hadn't met him before, Allison. Oh, really? So that's how you met him? Was him making the dumb joke about the about the boxing gloves? Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's just there now. Yeah, he was just cooking by the fireside. Yeah, yeah. Hannah. Hannah's from huh. another town. She showed up to sort of try and like make she's a, from a diplomatic connection to the city of the sea. Yeah, she's from Wasoon. I'm in love with the with the world building in this show, though, where like the the cowboys are either like shamans or maybe wizards. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. That was she's, pretty fun. She's got because they get the idea to, to do this herding, or like they, they're sort of uh, emboldened by the fact that there's historical precedent for herding because they have a book that shows a picture of a cowboy. And uh, she says an that, ancient like, cowboy spell. Kerbo said we should try a magic chant the cowboys used on the cows. Oh yeah, what's that? It goes like this. Yeah! <laughs> 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 oh god, uh, Allison. It's also worth mentioning yes. that uh, this show is not regularly a cowboy show. It is not. This is sort of a fun dip into a genre. For this, okay, I got really excited because I was hoping that this would be the slightly more adult version of Cowboys of Mumesa, <laughs> and now I'm disappointed that it's not. Well, we don't know because we only have seen two episodes, so it's fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, fifty percent so cowboy advanced right now. wizard. But it's still, I, yeah. I would still say the brand is is Captain Planet meets Mad Max, and then they do a, yeah, and they've sure. done a, yeah, and they've done sure. a cowboy episode. Uh, okay, so they end up they end up out trying to do this whole business and the bad guys are out trying to foil them. This is sort of the, the whole structure of the episode. There's not too much specific like interest to talk about necessarily, except one thing I love is that the nerdy governor is sent Toulouse. to accompany them. Yeah. yeah. Toulouse. His name is Toulouse. And, uh, and he's sent to accompany them and it doesn't amount to anything except we get to just sort of laugh at how bad he is at everything. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it did make me like him more. Yeah, like it was nice like to get well. to spend some time with a governor. And he's got like but, corporate uh, knowledge. He, he he's coming in with like business acumen that does not apply remotely to the situation at hand. But he's not like uh, an angry, evil corporate 
stooge. You and know, he's not a he's bumbling. Not, he's not a bumbling fool. He's just bad at. This he's task. just yeah, and he's representing the council's interest. Sure. Yeah, though I'd love to see some actual citizens of the city in the sea at some point. We yeah, see, we, we still see the workers. Have. We see the workers march with the guns. The few glimpses we saw looked pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just Manhattan. It was actually nice to see, you know, they, they didn't do the sort of normal trope of like, it's the future, so the water level's risen or something. Right. They just sort of, were, it was just okay. Manhattan. Okay, you now. don't have to dump all of what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be stupid if somebody made a show about us? <laughs> New York, but the water level super how, high. How dumb! What if there were cliche. what if there were mermaids in it? And it was an what audio a tired only. trope! <laughs> a really entertaining oh. fiction podcast. Uh, you can find Mermaid in Manhattan on SoundCloud. Uh, check us out on uh, Facebook. Uh, and check us. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the the first like bit of antagonism that happens once they get out there in the wild is we mm-hmm. we see Hammer's gang of outlaws and uh you know they're scoping out jack and uh th- you know these are fun fun goons to deal with uh and <laughs> but they're suppose. also the thing i notice is that they're talking a lot about like jack being dead and like killing jack and mm-hmm. yeah uh, what we what were, do they have against jack do we know i i guess they have a bad history oh. Okay. Yeah. Because they're always just sort of, you know, they're like mercenary types yeah, and they, yeah. they cause a bunch of mayhem or whatever and they're in it for a profit. And like, you know, oh, it's, it's clear that Sharnhorst. Jack Sharnhorst's... is so pretty. And ja- Jack seems like the <laughs> only <laughs> thing. Good at being ecologically conscious. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Jack seems like kind of the only thing resembling the law outside the city. Mm, like he's kind of keeping yeah. shit running a little bit. Yeah. Right. Well, ha- Hammer says a really graphic line where he says, Yeah, but I get the first chunk out of his carcass. Yeah, and I'm here to just I feel gaslit by all the times I heard that shows like kids shows couldn't say certain things. Yeah, because even with Gargoyles, too, uh, I feel like all bets are off. And this is 1993. I feel like you could just say anything. Uh, On like like I don't even know what what network this aired on, to be honest. Uh, But it's made it. Oh, no, you're right. It was CBS. I said that last week. It's a CBS show. Oh, wow. It's Canadian, but they aired it on CBS. Oh, wow. Are you suggesting, Austin, that maybe children don't don't create the, like, standards and practices of children's entertainment? (laughs) (laughs) That makes Yeah, they they pull 10-year-olds and see (laughs) what language they'd be comfortable with. What what deeply upsets you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, Jack is, Jack is continues, he continues on his plan. He's trying to like, there's like a leader, the the biggest Mac of them all is sort of up front. He keeps like nudging the car cause he's getting pissed about the, uh, about the horn that Jack keeps laying hard into. Can't blame at, him. At one point, Jack yells out, Hey, bonehead, what you got against Cadillacs? <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to I want to bring special attention to the high five with with between Hammer's goons. <laughs> I thought it was okay. really funny. Well, because so in in these children's cartoons they they often get in that cycle of just kind of having bit characters be quip machines. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I like that they acknowledged that and they were like, "Nice quip, bro." And <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very supportive. Well, it's helpful because they, they are literally brothers, right? Because the three, yeah. the three of the three oh. goons uh, are Hammer, Wrench, and something else. Oh, uh, it's a and the, they're all the Terhoon brothers. And then there's this girl whose name is Mikla, I think. She's fun. We're not Mikla. really sure what her deal is, but she's that's fun a, because that's a good sci-fi crunchy name. Mikla. Yeah. Mikla. They also have a have a dark line of like, Hey, Hammer, we taking prisoners? Prisoners? What's that? It's <laughs> 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 like shit. That's that's gl- that's grim. So at the end of this episode, um, after everything is, you know, they obviously fail to stop the the stampede from, you know, they try and get it to run into a, a nearby town because it looks like Jack's going to succeed. But Jack saves the day, and uh, and he keeps he like jumps on the the lead uh, the lead Mac and like. I guess just like grabs his horn and makes him turn around. Steers him, steers him around by the horns. With yeah. pure hunk power. Also, the horns, by the way, we learned that part of the reason the Max are sought after is for ivory poaching. Yeah, they mentioned that once, and I was like, wow, that's cool. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good little detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. More of that, more of that interesting world building. Of, it's good. Of like, yeah, it makes logical sense that, of course, if there were currently, if there were Triceratops hanging out, that they would be mm-hmm. hunted yeah. for ivory. I mean, absolutely. Shit. Yeah. yeah. They and, do it to uh, an animal with one third the number of horns. <laughs> uh, the yeah, the noble ceratops. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like Jack jumps on the on the Mac, and and Hannah's like, "What are you doing?" And he says, "What I gotta do." Yeah. And then he yeehaws uh, uh, on top of the thing. Hell I guess yeah. sort of full circling the cowboy <laughs> thing, and uh, and he really just just dunks on hammer because he like jumps on hammer too and then he steals his motorcycle and then he like causes an avalanche to destroy all of his friends motorcycles too it's a real it's a real middle finger Mm -hmm. like the only true motorized vehicle should be the cadillac truly (laughs) yes yes get your two-wheeled devil bike out of here (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, i also loved um Another moment to keep, I keep bringing up these goons, but these, I just love these goons so much. They're really um, good goons. They're really good uh, goons. There's a moment where Hammer is trying to write Jack's name. Ah, yeah, that was great. On a rock, because he's like, <laughs> this rock's for you, Jack. Is that how you spell Jack? Yeah. J-A-K, Jack. Hmm. I thought there were two Ks. like... <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. Like, I was really surprised. It was genuinely funny. By yeah. goon humor that made and me it was, laugh. It, I thought it was both. I I thought it was really funny when he, he both kind of chides her for speaking up, uh, but then fixes it. Like, that was a funny yeah. 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 Then he K. adds the yeah. K. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, Shut, shut totally up. Right. Don't you try to correct me as he scratches out an extra K. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, they're quality goons. I mean, you yeah. you three have seen so many cartoon goons over yeah. the years. Yeah. I, I mean, this, are... is, this is kind of stepping away from this subject at hand, but like, what what goons stick out, you know? Like, what makes a good goon? Oh, well, definitely mm. definitely having a five eyes is a good <laughs> <laughs> five, five eyes. Five oh, eyes. Really. It's a particularly good goon. I think, I think eyes... Force. Eyes are a, a good a yeah, good indicator because yeah. I really like Poker Face from uh, from Silverhawks with <laughs> yeah, the yeah. with mm-hmm. the, the slot machine eyes. I was a real big fan of that. <laughs> we should do some kind of special, you know, you like an in memoriam goon, goon for appreciation like, month. <laughs> a look back on goons. 
A salute to goons. <laughs> an, an ode to goons gone by. These strike a really healthy balance of being yeah. really silly, but not overused. So yeah. they kind of yeah. get to be without getting tiresome. Yeah. The way yeah. sometimes the overly inept bumbling goons can be awful. For yeah. sure. I, I always kind of refer to that as the um like the battle droid syndrome, you know, sure. of, uh, of 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 a create of like some kind of character being just so bad at the thing they are supposed to do, and it's intended to be funny, but really it just makes like why why would someone hire them? Why yeah. would someone make this thing? <laughs> or you know yeah. who would follow this absolute jackass? But yeah, the 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 the, the correct goon I imagine strikes a balance of someone who doesn't know how to spell Jack. With someone who knows how to light a stick of dynamite and not blow up, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, I feel that. I know you, I haven't I haven't yet made you guys watch the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, the cartoon mm. show for babies uh, from '93. Soon, yes. But they had a they had terrible goons, uh, and they called themselves the Super Special Sonic Search and Smash Squad. I hate that. And I, uh, you already hate them, but they have terrible voices. Like it's it's just like the worst combination of like a dumb concept and grating voices, and they're inept at everything. And like even as a kid, I hated them. You you guys have to do some kind of goon comparison. Yeah. This is- this is good content. Uh, okay, the, we have to. We should. We should finish this one out. But I have to bring up Jack's line from the very end. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Because he definitely almost looks at the camera and says, "Well, I learned one thing: Cadillacs and dinosaurs don't mix." That should be. He should have. That should be the main. That should be. If he's. If he had like a rule, a list of rules on his <laughs> his garage. Should be number one. Like, I really, that I'm really hoping the last moment of this series is is him looking at the camera directly with a little tear rolling down his cheek and going, "Actually, Cadillacs and dinosaurs do mix." And just we just weeps. It's so beautiful. <laughs> My two things. They do. They do mix. Quahoon. Right, it's the middle of the show, and you know what that means. That's when we take our hats off and pass it around the crowd. And this week, uh, the man the man holding the hat this week is going to be Austin Bridges. So say hello, bud. Hello, bud. You got him with this that is, very good joke. That time this is some one where you... hat humor. I've got the hat here. I'm <laughs> expecting some good jokes. All right. So this week, this our episode of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the podcast you're listening to, is brought to you by Hot Chips. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm going to tell you about hot chips, which is a brand new kind of flavor that people haven't dealt with yet. And so um, you've all heard of spicy as a concept. Yes, I assume so. It's yeah. when the peppers go in your mouth and they get <laughs> they screw things up really bad, but in kind of a fun way. Yeah, I um, learned about so, this just last year. Right. And so people have called that hot and spicy. I mean, then spicy is the right word for it. But hot is not because is it a temperature? No. It's not. It doesn't make things more a temperature and, and and the high temperature. And so it's not hot. And so hot chips is actually something that seeks to provide a temperature experience. Um, wow. So these chips are heated in a cauldron to a very high heat. And so the cauldron is placed over the fire and all these all these chips go in. And they're, they're That's normal. That's the vessel that chips. gets the hottest. Yeah, the cauldron traditionally. Yeah, yes. so they they sit in the cauldron and they just get heated to an incredibly high amount of heat, of real heat. You know, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a real five alarm chip. Uh, 
and not, uh, you know, again, not spicy because you don't call a fire department because of spiciness. My no. God, they've had things backwards for so long. So they're so, these they, chips they get are real so, so hot when you do that. Right. Well, these chips don't steam, though. They get burned um, deeply. Mm. And so oh. um, so what you are left with. So what's cool is that when you take carbon based food and you get it really, really hot and burned up for a long time, it turns into these cool little black crispy things. And you can use those sort of on a, like a barbecue grill or whatever. But those these really black crispy things are hot and you can try eating them. So try? that's that's what hot <laughs> chips. Yeah, you can try eating them. Um, you just have a little taste. OK, I have a I have a question. The cauldron, how hot does it get specifically? Thousand degrees. Is that Kelvin? Yes. You guys ever think about degrees Kelvin? Like when people say it's like thousand degrees Kelvin. Do you think they're like telling Kelvin? Like it's a thousand degrees Kelvin. <laughs> What they're doing is showing off. Because <laughs> there's no time there's no time to be talking about degrees Kelvin that you would need to specify that would you would <laughs> just to make sure people know you know about the secret one. The secret degrees <laughs> scientists. Pop quiz. Anybody remember our theme, listeners? Can you think back a few minutes and remember where we were this episode? Ooh, Rub on that mountaintop, yodel, yodel, yodel. That's right. I've I've uh, I've gotten my my wind back, and I've made it another uh, three hundred feet up the mountain, and I've given up. I've just completely given up, and now I'm just chilling with this yodeler over here. It's okay. I've got uh, a little squeezy thing of um, peanut butter, because that's what mountaineers <laughs> actually eat when they're mountaineering, for protein. Don't bring your facts into this place. <laughs> this is this hallowed place. <laughs> uh, so now now that we're, we're still hanging out on this mountaintop, uh, we're going to use one of the famous mountain TVs to watch Gargoyles Episode 2, which is called Awakening Part 2, and I have a synopsis for the episode. Goliath and his mentor return to the castle and find their clan has been smashed during the day. Finding three of their younger comrades, they plan vengeance on Hakon, his Vikings and the castle's captain of the guard who had betrayed them. Believing the princess was killed in the attack, the Magus curses the gargoyles into their stone sleep until the castle rises above the clouds. Goliath reunites Princess Catherine and the Magus and unwilling to live without his family, asks him to cast his spell on him. And then a bunch of other stuff happens that's <laughs> not covered in this synopsis. Isn't that kind of refreshing that the synopsis doesn't cover literally the whole episode beat by beat? Andy, if, that is if, I, if, nice. if, we get, if I get one soundbite out of you from this from this whole episode, I need the like, no, my spells. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that Vegas is the best oh, part yeah. of the episode. So when I was a kid, I never I never watched Gargoyles because I didn't think it was a show that I could watch. You know, it looked like pretty mm. edgy and pretty like, oh, it's the boy show. Yeah. Yo, Gargoyles is fucking good. It is. It's really good. Why didn't anyone yeah. tell me it was so good? Well, it's so funny you mentioned that, Allison, because that's something we've actually been talking about. Is like, oh my god, I intensely remember this being a boys' show as a yeah. as a kindergartner, and I get no 
it doesn't have the rippling hunks that I'm used to from a boy show. It really doesn't signal. No. It's just for boys in any hard way. Not at all. And even like Goliath, like the main ass character, like he's he's not he's not your typical like beefy no, he's, ass. Like, he's the oh, OG dad bod. He has he, he is. is. <laughs> He, yeah, he's like he's like Mr. Patience and like <laughs> diplomacy. Yeah, um, he's, he's got, got a sensitive voice. hotness. Yeah, gosh, mm-hmm. and he like has genuine emotional connections with people. Yeah, yeah. yeah fuck, God, but he's also so he real. Can, he can wreck shit when he needs. Yes, you know? yeah. he's got a strong. <laughs> yeah. He tears it up. <laughs> yeah, also he can just yeah. also he can just stay around the bedroom like a rag doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, they did kind of, I guess they kind of fridged Demona uh, at the end of last episode and the beginning of this. Um, although we know, I mean, it's, we well, know, it's, I think they're trying to build up to a reveal that she's alive. Yeah, yep. right. But it does get rid of the one female member of the Gargoyles team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now. Also, for now. none of the other gargoyles have names for now. Yes. It is super weird that none of them have names. Uh, but of course, I know all their names because I remember them and I looked them up. But uh, but yeah, it's weird to take notes. I'd, I'd have to keep writing like Hudson and being and like mentally reminding myself that that, that they still have not named the old man. Right, right. Um, this Uncle Garg- one... His name is Uncle Gargoyle. Uncle Gargoyle. <laughs> you got right. Uncle Gargs, you got Cousin Gargs, you, you got Neighbor Gargs. <laughs> You got smart garg, you got food garg, uh, you got red garg. You got nose garg, (laughs) the red one, yep. Uh, And Ed Asner. Yes, (laughs) Also Ed Asner, So one thing I hadn't remembered from being a little kid was all the rookery stuff that they hatched from eggs. Yeah. I only Mm. mention that because there is... There is a, a feral gargoyle, and now I'm not really sure how to handle that information. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. is, is this like a Goofy and Pluto situation? Yeah. Oh. I don't know what's going Ooh, on with him. that's weird. He's, yeah. his, he goes by the name Bronx later on, I think. He's Bronx. I actually think this episode uh, is the only thing so far on that we've watched on our show that genuinely, like, without me really expecting, made me cry while watching it. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, I have not. I, I have not shed a tear yet, and I'm a weeper, so we'll see. I I fully shed a tear when midway through this episode, Goliath is like, "I can't be without my family. Yeah. I need you to curse me too." That Truly was beautiful. Alone. That was a yeah. beautiful moment. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, good God, that that actually moved me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They just so much is effective in this show. All the all the storytelling yeah. is just really all, good. All of the political stuff was actually fascinating. One thing yeah. I thought they did a really good job with uh, was, is it, it, you know, Goliath kind of hits us as his thesis uh, at the end of the episode that it's like, I can, I you know, he can't trust humans anymore. Mm-hmm. But mm. I kind of can't either. Like, I really have had yeah. a really hard time yeah. figuring out which humans are the good guys and which ones Absolutely. are the bad ones. Mm-hmm. They have They're made it really bad. hard. Yeah. They're all be- like believably I was going to text Austin that the humans in this show kind of remind me of Storp and Grinko. They're like, hey, are you betraying me? <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't get enough betray- of this stuff. We're going to betray you. They love you. betrayal. Uh, um, so much fun. Uh, so I just, uh, as we get into the, the show last time, episode one, we didn't actually have an intro. We just had a title card. Now we have an intro and that's a fucking yeah. intro. Let me it tell really you how is. kick-ass okay. that intro is. It's like a sizzle reel of cool action scenes from the show. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I, that's great. That's a great way to start the show. Um, it just mm-hmm. looks cool. Um, 
And definitely, it just has that symphonic opening. It's again taking another cue, I think, from uh, Batman, Batman Man Man series. Yeah, for sure. You know, of like pure orchestra, no like, hear the gargoyles, they're so fun. They're gonna run around and turn <laughs> we some, into We got some manly howls. Yeah. Right. What for yeah, we just get a Byronic howl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. How many times can we use the word Byronic over the past month? It's it's really cre- yeah. crept into my like day to day lexicon too. That's good. Um, well, now you have an English degree, so <laughs> <laughs> good luck. You did it. English uh, one. Uh, so the 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 thing that is happening at the beginning of the episode, of course, we we pick up right where we left off. Uh, Goliath is freaking out that most of his kind have been murdered. Yeah. Um. He the the ones who were hiding or sort of you know grounded in the rookery come out and are like yeah we're the only ones left and all the humans are gone too and uh and so goliath is instantly like avatar state eyes just glowing and he's like we're gonna go get some fucking revenge now the surprising thing to me is that his first thought is well we need to save the save the human yes yeah Mm -hmm. like even despite everything yeah yeah i would have we would have fucked off i think absolutely yeah Yeah. goliath didn't forget about the refugees No. no so no, he no. didn't. So, like, nice call, Goliath. That was really, you know, noble of them. Um, so they they fly off and they start attacking all these angry Vikings, and uh, that's when we cut to seeing the like elven sorcerer and <laughs> <Yes>. queen, <laughs> and uh, they're both tied up. Stop burning my spells! My spells. No, my spells! <laughs> Hakon is like toying with the Magus' spell book. And uh, just like messing around, and he can't read, and so he's like, oh, "You're so stupid for having spells and reading." Paper tears out a page. Very important that he tears yeah, out. Paper a page was so cool. Couldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the piece burns out that he tears up. Um, yeah, which just if you like books, man, that that. <laughs> if you really like books painful. in the year nine hundred, that's just yeah. fucking rude. It's low, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And in, in in response to the the burning, he does yell, "You blackguard! If I had my book of spells, I..." <laughs> and then gets cut off, and it's just really—he's just so completely, like, <laughs> I don't know, gutless. What is? What yeah, are, it's I mean, really funny, actually. I, you you said it earlier. I I can't remember who said it exactly, but like, none of these humans are. I can't tell who the good guy is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even the queen, like even like the even the fucking wimpy ass elven sorcerer. <laughs> like none of none of them read loudly. Yeah, he until the spell, he had done nothing yes. wrong besides be kind of cast smarmy. To be annoying, an, I guess. To be an yeah. obviously awful smarmy fay like rich boy. Like right, we were right. not supposed to like him, but I can't figure out why. He yeah. didn't do anything wrong for most of the show. <laughs> Right, and and let's keep reminding ourselves that the gargoyles, even though they're cool heroes of this show, they are also horrible monsters from hell, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And from the perspective of somebody from 994, uh, I get was a the very reason big deal. to be... Yeah, I get the reason I to be that, a little yeah. apprehensive. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when when uh, they the gargoyles come in and like start fighting, and then they run off with the, the princess... Uh, has a knife pulled to her from Hakon. Like, he's like, ah, don't move. Ah, I will run off with you. And then immediately, as soon as she's out of sight, the sorcerer just assumes that she's dead. And yeah, he has no object real... permanence. Right. Yeah. And so he curses the gargoyles who aren't 
Goliath with his spell yeah. Yeah. with what's available. It was one of my least favorite moments of the show, though, where like they do this incredibly weird, convoluted spell that has uh-huh. this yeah. silly ass has a silly ass counter spell that, of course. Or it was a silly-ass, like, description of how they're going to get to modern times. The, the terms of the spell were that they would be frozen in stone until the castle rose above the clouds. And then, of course, the one spell destroyed was the counter spell. It's just, it was just too much when I just, it's a thousand years later. Can't you just say I, the best I could do was a thousand years? Like, I know. Bing, bang, boom. That's, yeah. that's, that's why I'm so annoyed. Because they make a lot of effort to, to be like, it's 994 AD. And this show presumably takes place in 1994 AD. Mm-hmm. So why be exactly a thousand years ago if the thousand years is arbitrary? Yeah. And it was all right. about well, being above and this. And it's just a contract uh, yeah. stipulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of sucks because like the poetic magicness of that is fun. And yeah. uh, it's a cool, I don't know, in a vacuum, it's a pretty cool spell. But uh, you're right. Like the thousand years feels way more. But then they answer it with riddle rate. logic rather than like that coming to pass normally, which I always kind of hate. Like, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, yeah. They're like, we've outsmarted it now. We're so good. No, you wrote, you wrote it, so you don't get any points. You wrote <laughs> that that would happen, and then you wrote that they figured it out. So yeah. no points. <laughs> I not bet, smart anymore. I bet initially they thought it would just be a thousand year curse, and then mm. they ha- had to write around like people thought maybe well why would he only give them a thousand years because they'll just come back and attack people later could you say that was the biggest number they had (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they they actually just y2k'd this yeah that's really what happened no so so they what they really are doing here and i'm I'm sort of setting up the second half of the episode right now what they really needed to do was they had a concept that uh you know for the, the show creators, right? They had a concept that the the castle would somehow be transported on top of a skyscraper in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. That was like a huge thing that they really wanted to do. They're like, we want it to be in New York because American kids, right? So we need to get the gargoyles from Scotland to New York. And I so, think that is where the lo- the convoluted logic comes in for the stupid yeah. Yeah. was to get the castle. Because it's exactly. objectively a silly thing it's to have a silly. castle on top of a building. So they they put it above the clouds uh, the way that we do this after the after the time jump and we can we can go back and fill in the details in a second but they it's ridiculous this like extremely rich man who is also is, Will Riker is, I, I was yeah. gonna say is that Jonathan Frakes it's Frakes <laughs> it was it was I'll say as much as should have been talking about this stupid spell it was fun to see this like giant like construction crew taking apart a castle and shipping it. Like, yeah, it was so Do you believe a castle could raise above the clouds? (laughs) Do you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Have you noticed how many successful restaurants are theme-based these days? Have you ever visited a Chinatown section in a major city? Not this time. We fooled you. We fooled you. This one was made up by a writer. (laughs) No way. We got you. Not a chance. Not this time. It never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Gargoyles aren't real. God damn it, Jonathan Frakes. (laughs) So this uh, this rich man I'm unsure about. I'm hoping by the end of this of the of this uh, five part miniseries we find out he's a bad guy. He smells pretty evil. He smells bad. He's got a mullet ponytail and a goatee. <laughs> he seems because he seems so nice. They're like, I'll just have yeah. to work to earn your trust. Yeah. And yeah. I just fucking hate Disney so much with their weird like rich man apologism. It's just the worst thing they've. ever... This guy, yeah. he's yeah. just like, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, you'll have to trust me. I'm but a, 
I'm just a millionaire. I've just got lots I'm of money. Isn't that cool? I'm just a lonely dude who can <laughs> transport an entire castle on top of my skyscraper. I like to call I it a my scraper. <laughs> <laughs> he has a line that's like, have lots of money, and then winks to the camera like, of course, we all were on the same page. That's a good <laughs> well, thing to do. It's actually it's actually a great introduction to his character because he is if he a sucks. Yeah. Um, okay. He does so I didn't suck. know yes. because because my my compass is so turned around on the show, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. But also yeah. I have a history of complaining about Disney thinking rich people are super are super awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are all Daddy Warbucks. Uh-huh. Daddy Warbucks indeed. Yeah, so his first line that you mentioned, Rory, um when uh People are transporting this gargoyle castle. His first line is, Pay a man enough, and he'll walk barefoot into hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool line, and it's a perfect setup for someone like David Xanatos, who believes that Mm -hmm. with enough money, you know, with enough money, uh, you know, he doesn't have any morals, and he'll kind of make people do whatever. And it. You can literally uh, move stones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Xanatos. <laughs> uh, real quick, before we jump ahead in, in, in time, I wanted to I wanted to call out one moment. Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier when I said I cried about about yes. Goliath uh, sort of being faced with the fact that he, you know, all of his people have been have been turned to stone and he decides to turn to stone himself mm. um, so that they can be together, which is so amazing. Uh, but also at the end here, um he asks the I hope this is like important later, but he asks the princess and the magus to look over the eggs in the rookery. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I because don't know oh yeah, because the princess isn't dead. And mm-hmm. the Magus was like, My bad. Uh she disappeared and I just kinda you know yeah, the Magus kinda a gets bit. a kinda gets a Wall Street bailout. <laughs> <laughs> also the counterspell, he would have cast the counterspell, but that was the one page that got torn out of mm-hmm. the book. And so yeah. he can't. It's so convenient. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just interested to see what happens to the eggs in the rookery because they call mm-hmm. it out yeah. again because when they come, when they are freed by Xanatos, uh, they ask. That's like one of the first things they ask yeah. him is like, what about the eggs in the rookery? And he says they were gone. So like, did they hatch? Were they transported somewhere? Mm-hmm. Are there other gargoyles of their family that we'll meet later in the show? Like, I, it, it's interesting. It's yeah. an interesting concept. It felt too important for them to bring it up twice. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we we we're, we've jumped ahead. We talked about it. Uh, they're on the top of this of this skyscraper where the the castle has been transported. Uh, the night comes. The moon comes out, and Xanatos seems to know exactly what's going to happen. He's like, "Come on, come on!" And then the gargoyles show up, and we find out that this was his whole plan all along. Like he, uh, the Magus had after they they he'd stoned up the gargoyles. The Magus wrote like a whole like memoir about like what happened, and Xanatos has that book, and he believed it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, the team is awake. They like are shocked. There's that kind of fish out of water humor. Some of those lines about like, oh, where are we? Are you a Viking? <laughs> I, I love that. I can't tell what uh, Jonathan Frake's intentions are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that. I, I can't immediately know exactly why he would want to go through all the trouble of awakening these gargoyles. Like, yeah, what does but this rich he, dude need these for? But now he owns a castle and now he has gargoyles that are sworn to protect him on the castle yeah. in the same way uh the kingdom did earlier a thousand yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda it's kinda fucked up. I mean, if this if we didn't kind of have a, a hope and a pseudo assurance that Xanatos is actually a bad guy, like this would be pretty this would be pretty rough, you know? These like 
outcasts in society that no one likes and now he just sort of like transports them somewhere and yeah. says you protect me now because i'm rich and white <laughs> <I've> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i own you and your house it's yeah. on my house now <laughs> uh so so yeah it's definitely it's definitely bad um can we I'll, talk about the detective lady yeah, yeah. we haven't seen much of her yet yeah because she's smart she's cool i'm really i'm really hoping that we get a lot of time with her next week yeah i think uh, next episode is much more about her yeah eliza maza we we do see a tie-in to the first scene from last episode that begins with like stones falling down onto the ground and Maza yeah. is like, whoa, what's going on here? What happened? And how did claws wind up in solid Claw stone? Marks. We get to hear Amalia's favorite line again. We get to hear the street pizza line street again. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Turn yeah. into street it pizza. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and we find out all of that has happened because there's like a, a SWAT team, some kind of like assault squad has helicoptered and rappelled yeah. onto the building. Yeah, the, and the laser tag academy shows up. Yeah. They're trying to steal something from Xanatos and we still don't know what it is, but they're looking for some kind of briefcase and they do like a breach bang and clear and uh, then they fight the gargoyles. Um, and I don't know, there's not too much significant that happens during this fight it's a cool fight uh xanatos whips out a laser gun he does <laughs> yeah, have a laser, laser gun. gun too yeah we get some goddamn lasers in this show baby he has a secret panel in the castle and pulls out a laser gun this, and it is this show's got everything this show's <laughs> got spells it's got jonathan franks it's got laser guns it's got actual gargoyles it's got love it's got howling men mourning on top of buildings <laughs> <laughs> what more do you need sounds like supernatural I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the Something I'm really interested about, sort of a, a, a thinking about next episode, is is that if there's kind of two possibilities here, if we assume Xanatos is a bad guy. If Xanatos is bad, then these, you know, horrifying commandos who showed up in a helicopter to attack his compound are also just maybe bad guys, like rival bad guys trying to steal stuff. Or they from could him, just right? be the Fed. They could just be the FBI. Like, they yeah. could just be the FBI. Likely yeah. just the good guys. It's true. Or. Or the other possibility is that the whole thing was a, a setup frame, like frame up by Xanatos, like like to, to test sort of out the gargoyles' metal. Yeah, yeah, to kind of like present him as a victim and get him to to sort of you know get the the gargoyles. You know, I don't know if that's true, but I could see it being like a, a cartoon villain plot, right? Like yeah. that was all sort of engineered. But it does seem sure. genuinely like they stole something from him, and that was a bad thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know yet. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud for next episode. Yeah. Um. Oh, we do have my favorite line from Xanatos this episode, though, where uh, they they ask him after the fight's over. The gargoyles are like, why were you attacked? The richer you are, the more enemies you have. And I'm very rich. And he just winks <laughs> at the camera like, and we all know how great that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. Don't you have you don't have to tell me about it. <laughs> what are you about? More people are going to try to make you pay a wealth boot tax. Bootlicker swine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, hey, hey, guys, um, we are getting airlifted back to the nearest hospital. We had a dust up with the Ricola gang. Uh, we saw them <laughs> kind of doing their thing uh, over on a nearby mountain. And so we sort of had a big fight with our big horns, our big wooden and, and ram horns and, and fought a whole lot. And, uh, you know, so... Uh, they 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 really kind of knocked us knocked us around pretty good. Uh, they're used to it. My throat's not so, sore anymore. So that's true. 
Um, but everybody, everything else is. Uh, and so on our way to the hospital, we have some good time to reflect on the uh, cartoons we watched. And uh, I'm I'm still crushing pretty hard on these two shows. I'm really enjoying these two deeply narrative driven shows um, and having a great time. I, I think I'm actually going to continue watching Gargoyles. Hell yeah. Even Good. outside of you people forcing me to watch it. <laughs> I that. genuinely liked it. It was great. On that yeah. beautiful Disney Plus. Our Disney goal is Plus. just tacit compliance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to just thank your lucky stars that we don't feed you the kind of the kind of meals that we give to Dom and Nathan. That's true. You feed them the true trash. So I, appre- I appreciate you being thoughtful and, and giving me the stuff I actually like. I mean, lately we did feed you early on. You we gave you some bad. You stuff. definitely gave me that awful mummy show. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Boy, howdy, that was oh, fucking rough. God, that was so good. Ooh, jeez. Oh. Now I, I appreciate that. Um, that you people know uh, what I actually like, um, which is uh, Sailor Moon, and also shows about crying men. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yes. you for knowing me. Yes. Yes. Oh, well. I like wail to the sky. Mourn- mournful wailing men. That's that's actually my favorite. Give thing. it <laughs> to me. I just want to see. A, I just want to see. I just want to see a man with a thick dad bod scream crying into the night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unironically, a wash with thickness. God. Yes. He's, Just give me, give me a solid square of a man, <laughs> mourning at the top of his lungs. You just see him. You Whoa. just see him get, getting. He gets. He gets <laughs> <laughs> every time his uh. bigness, like he gets stuck in a door frame. Yes. <laughs> oh. no. All right, we're laid up on our four hospital beds, one next to another, uh, just uh, <laughs> getting all, getting getting fitted with plaster for the for all of our many fight injuries with those silly with those uh, silly the those Rico silly gang, yeah, those yeah. silly mountain <laughs> those silly monsters, those silly mountaintop criminals that we had. Everything that we smells had. like menthol. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, did you say cough drop mobsters? <laughs> Don't. And so and I'm sorry, so this now, is Rory's time. And so now, uh, as we do every time that the podcast, unfortunately, doesn't continue forever, we've no. we've got to end it. Everything yeah. dies. It Everything does. dies. Your bones mm-hmm. turn to dust. Damn. And nothing will be left. Nothing will be left but the riches you've amassed. Exactly. <laughs> Allison, thank you so much for being on. Uh do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, my dear friends, uh, I am in uh, two shows uh, at Jet City Improv in Seattle, Washington, uh, this November, December. You can come see me in Britain's Baking Challenge on Thursday and Friday nights. It's a live baking show I'm sorry, show I thought you said stage. you were in Seattle. I am in Seattle. I'm not, I mean, I'm also in this uh, bed in a hospital next to all of you, of course. Uh, I'm also in Uncle Mike Ruins Christmas. Um, oh, you're doing Uncle Mike again? I am, Fridays nice. and Saturdays in December. Nice. Yep. Yeah, go see Allison. She's bomb at improv. I try. Come watch me try. <laughs> That's all anybody can ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Pay me money to watch me try. <laughs> no, we just so... said you don't want money. Ah, ah shit. That's right. Uh, You're going to get too much treasure, and you'll have to ah. join Disney's dark team. 
And I'll have to put a castle on my house. <laughs> uh, if you like Allison, go watch her shows live if you live in Seattle area. If you like us, what you can do is you can give us a, a five-star rating on iTunes. If you like that, you can go to our website, check us out there. You can find us on all the social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and the like. And uh, and you could, if you wanted, you could just you could just send us an email. I think our email's on the website. And tell us how much you like what we're doing. Tell us yeah, We really hi, should be soliciting hello. emails more because we have gotten but a single one. <laughs> Yeah, so like you know, tell us hi and and, and do all those things because we love you and we hope you love us and we desperately hope you love us. <laughs> <laughs> Give them money That's... to watch them try. Boy, we try so hard. Um, and next week we're gonna keep trying and uh, we're gonna keep trying out this wonderful experiment that is Cadillacs and dinosaurs and gargoyles. And uh, mm-hmm. be sure to watch episode three of both Cadillacs and dinosaurs and gargoyles. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Okay.